We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My man, Andy Lou, mm. I owe you congratulations. You know that? I want to say. Oh, man. My man, congrats. <laughs> I told you I was singing this after and you throw this up. That's good. It is. It is an ultimate wedding song. You got to give me some karaoke. Sweeter than you. Risa looks at. <laughs> I like that. No beer, too. Just a classic, my man. Oh, my Risa's shocked that I knew this song. Shocked. Bro, does she not know you? <laughs> She's like, well, you know, like you said, she was expecting me to get some like Maroon 5 up there. And I thought that, that was my, that was my number one guess. That's true. You know, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I throw that on and then, you know, I almost do some boys to men on. But hey, man, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I was, I was stressed out for a couple of weeks there, but we got it done. We got it done. So. You know, it's it's funny. It's funny to me because it's like uh, we've been doing this pod. Are, are we in a decade? P- pushing, pushing, pushing a decade, and <laughs> the stories won't come on here. Subscribe to Lightyear's Premium. Get them in the Discord. Uh, no, <laughs> it's just like you know, it's both of us were were younger, single, just debaucherous, and now you know, you know. I, I got a kid, all that sort of stuff. I'm obviously older than you, and and you're you can get married. Congrats, Risa. Risa's great. Um, <laughs> we were and, totally different people too. When we, when I know, we met. I know, right? It's it's <laughs> it's funny. It's like we used to, we used to just be nonstop trolling on Twitter. And now we're the old guys upset at Twitter. Yes. You know, yes, yes. That's Actually, kinda... that's a perfect way to put it. That is perfect. <laughs> we went from being the guys that people were mad about all the time. I don't think people are ever angry about us anymore on Twitter. I think we're very uh no like, now now I have people telling me I'm a fake fan, I'm a gentrifier, and I, I just cause shit. And I'm just saying I'm going like 
can't <laughs> i just don't want to annoy my employer by engaging this so i'm just going to ignore it but i'm gonna text i'm gonna text a group chat being like annoyed so yeah we are <laughs> we are we are washed uh but we actually we do more than ever before we're uh buddy texted me right before and uh my my proposal and it's like hey man like you guys are crushing it you guys are the only people that are bringing in off-season content look gas us up on our own show i was i was hyped i was like look sam comes up with the topics i don't know how we find fun stuff to talk about when there's nothing going on i'm looking at this rundown i see four great things that we're talking about for the next 45 minutes so congrats to uh congrats to me thank you sam congrats to light years podcast we got another decade coming anyway congrats to everyone congrats to community appreciate all you guys by the way yes should should this be a running topic? Should we do people's wedding tips for Andy? Like playlist, playlist suggestions. Yes, this is what we need. We got our guy here, uh, you know, uh, bang rug in the in the chat going. You have to have this in the wedding playlist, of course. <laughs> hit, hit, hit me with anything. Hit me in the DMs. Hit us in the comments. Um, I am going to create a wedding pl- playlist. Um, you know where it's going to be. Uh, it'll be great. People are going to photos yeah, are going to come. We're locked in. That's Let's not go. for on air. That's <laughs> not for on air. That's personal. Yeah. Need to invite. Oh, it's, Lau's here. All right. We got to get Lau in <laughs> on the show. Exactly. Going, you know, get, get Anthony Lamb there. Yes. Anthony Lamb has to be there. Uh, best man speech. Tony Lamb coming through. <laughs> if I never have to hear his name again, Samuel, if I never do. And I don't think we ever will. I will be a happy man. He will do you not think he's a camp? Do you think he's a camp invite? Um, man, do you? That's a question for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I've seen his name not not surface in anywhere. It's you know, get, he's uh, what was that? What's that? What's that? What's that, that meme? Get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. Uh, ni hao. It's, it's a new meme now. Clay saying ni hao. That's the new meme. That's the new one. That's the new one. Yeah. <laughs> she. By the way, what's it that? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pull that one up. Um, our guy our guy clay and uh and Big looney Luke. in shiny in china just looking i don't know I mean, anytime you see clips of that do you not feel like God, that looks like the most fun thing ever yes it does yes it, it does. does i mean those guys are beloved out there it, it, it can it get any better they've got they both got the antideal going on um both yeah. look in incredible shape i mean it looks amazing they also like they're over themselves they don't try to act cool you know what i'm saying like that's always been clay's charm and looney's the exact same way they just they're fine making fun of themselves like i don't know like we're probably two days away from the next lebron lie to try to make himself look cooler you know like these dudes don't care i don't i don't think clay could act cool if he wanted to you know it's just kind of his thing no to your point I'm so excited to post out the first three for 18 shooting night he has. <laughs> so. Dude, he, the, but the way he says it, it's so funny. He's so serious. Like, he just says <laughs> it with this. I know we have that we're on live stream. We're doing live show, obviously, right now. But he just says it with the straightest face. Just just completely locked in. Clay, Clay's the best, man. It, it does make me – stuff like this makes me excited for, for basketball more than, like I – I know you like the, the rec run stuff, but I like this. I like watching this. I like seeing the vibes. Body language looks good. Do I like, do I like the record? <laughs> maybe more. Okay, maybe more than you. That's that's. I hate I like. it. I, I you remember how annoyed I was looking at the Kaminga Pro Am clips? I was sitting here, I was just, <laughs> just like an old guy. Like, 
what the what the fuck are we talking about here? What are we talking about? None of this matters. None of this matters. But you know, Clay saying Ni Hao in China, that that gets me going. Gets That's me my going. guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Now, you know what does matter? The FIBA World Cup. Yes, sir. Did you watch the last two games? Well, the last one was at like 5.30 a.m. Oh, I know you watched the, that. Both of them were. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, 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 I got, the, I got the morning alarm. Like, I woke up. I, I know you're I wake, up, I wake up 30 minutes before my son wakes up. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I get 30 minutes of just me time, and then I'm on. You're really, you're really locked in at 5.30 watching these. I believe you. I mean, have I ever responded to a text after 10 p.m.? That is true. <laughs> I'm getting my sleep in. Really true. I'm on East Coast time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't watch the last two. I didn't. I watched the, all the ones before. I didn't watch the last two. Okay. You know, Team USA, two and zero, as one would expect. And it's kind of gone exactly like the preseason games have gone. Gone. I think the most interesting thing about it at this point is Brandon Ingram is still not playing well. Meanwhile, Austin Reeves might be the best player on the team. I mean, if I, if I was to take it back a step. Essentially, the second unit is dominating, and the first unit looks really bad relative to Team USA standards. Uh, and Austin Reeves has been excellent, but also Tyrese Halliburton actually looks like the best player on the team. Paulo Bancaro has been a stud the whole way through, and it's just it, it looks like two different teams. One looks like a team of dudes who want to all do it themselves. The other looks like the quintessential Steve Kerr team. And you can, it, you can tell just by looking at the slow starts. Um, uh, to your point, each game has been about the same. It's like 21 to 20 in the first quarter. And then Team USA goes up by six or seven. Then they blow the doors open, right? They win the third by six or seven. And then and then, they're, and then the game's over. They win by 20-something points, right? The Brandon Ingram stuff is fascinating because it does remind me a little bit on this big stage. Oh, okay. We've got a good poll. Maybe let's start there. Maybe let's start with this is totally different than what I'm used to. This team is winning right now, so I can't be selfish thinking about myself, but it's a little frustrating right now for me, and I'm just trying to figure out ways to be effective. If you watch the game, it matches that. He doesn't know how to play without the ball right now. He doesn't know where to fill his gaps, and I'm going to let you I, – I have a feeling I knew what you are going to say, but go for it. So he's not that type of player. He's not a complimentary type of player, right? So he doesn't drive to the hole a lot. He's not a great three-point shooter. Um, I think he can be a great defender, but that's not really his thing. His thing is like, let me be like a Carmelo Anthony type, but without the shooting. Like, let me let me operate at 15 feet away from the basket and shoot a pull-up mid-range shot. And that's not – I mean, Steve Kerr is the coach of the team. You can already imagine that that's not going to work. I, I think the – I do – I think some of this problem is maybe Steve's just got to pull the plug at some point for, for these guys. Maybe that kills the confidence, though. Again, like, I don't, I don't deal with these players. I'm not – like Steve's obviously knows a lot more, but I don't know how you can fix that unless he suddenly, because the great thing about Carmelo is he's a great elite shooter. I just don't sure. know if that's the case for Ingram. So I don't know what you can do there. So it's weird. So I, I don't love that comp because Melo's a scorer scorer, right? Like True no matter score. three levels. Yeah. And, and anytime the ball's in his hands, the first thing he's thinking is scoring. Ingram to me has always been kind of a pass first guy, but he wants the ball in his hands and he wants to slow it down. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, you know, like there's downsides. I guess when I look at Team USA, there's three dudes I think are kind of ball pounders. They want the ball in their hands. They want to, you know, 
feel the defense out, play one-on-one, and it's it's Brandon Ingram, Ant Edwards, and Brunson. Brunson, yeah. And I don't know why they're playing all three of them together because one's always the odd man out. Brunson kind of does his thing as a point guard, but you know it's a, it's a lot of like let me pound it and get in the mid range and everyone stand around. Ant's going to force the issue just because he's more talented than everyone and he's going to make his plays where he wants to and like uh, you you watch him he's he's got a he's just going to force it his way when he wants to right like he's he's a type a guy and Ingram kind of ends up being the the odd man out here where he's trying to play the right way but he's he's not really an off ball guy like he's not Cam Johnson Cam Johnson wants to just run off screens shoot and defend um he's not KD either because KD can play either way and KD's just in my opinion, more of a shooter than Ingram is. Ingram is more of like a ball in hand scan the floor. Yes, yes. Um, and, and he's stuck there, and you would think they'd want to play a little more of a mi- mix and match because team the second unit is all dudes who play Warrior basketball. Tyrese Halliburton, Austin Reeves, Paula Bancara, they're all like uh, pass, pass and cut, pass and move, um, make quick decisions, just everything that, you know, we know Steve Kerr likes. They're basically all Anthony Lamb, that type of player. Uh, and I would think they want to mix and match it, but I guess like I don't know. I, I do you think Kerr's just going like these guys are the biggest names. I don't want to ruin their confidence, and I just want to kind of see how much they can figure it out, knowing I have these dudes off the bench I can throw in there immediately. I think that is. So much of this is fit and mindset too, though, right? You talked about the fit part where he can't do all those things, but what about the mindset, right? Brandon Ingram, he's never had to do this, so you kind of can't blame him. He's not just going to suddenly like, boom, figure out how to cut (laughs) in a Steve Kerr offense, boom, suddenly be like a wing stopper. He has all the talent to be that, but he's not that. So it's like, he's not all of a sudden going to do that. So it's it's a little unfair to expect him to do those things. Like I, I like to your point, I would argue maybe it would have been a good thing if they had lost the game. <laughs> then that that not obviously that's what, not, that's what he was trying to do when he benched Anthony Edwards. He was trying yeah. to just you know <laughs> that was insane. I, you can see why he did that. Like it, 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 he's his mindset is like, well, if Edwards does it. Then like sure you know then like it's like the step stuff right, right. It, you uh, know it worked with the Godal it didn't work with yeah. pool you know one for two <laughs> <laughs> he should have known uh, anyway the um so it makes it difficult let me ask you this which one's the bigger problem if and maybe none of them it's a problem maybe they just could win anyway I don't think these international teams are that great Canada I know looks awesome but like I don't know I, I think you could figure out SGA with these guys. Um, who do you think is a bigger? Who's going to think is going to be a bigger problem in these uh, Brunson or, or, or Ingram? Because those are, those are the two guys that are issues. Like, who's going to be the bigger one? You think that they're going to need to bench? I think they need to figure Ingram out because they're really thin up front, and I don't even think Ingram's a four or five, but he is six nine, six ten, seven two wingspan. Like he he plays kind of that like uh, three four four or five role maybe for Steve that they need. So I, I think he's a little more important. Whereas if Brunson's not rolling, you have, a, you have enough guards. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I just, if Ingram falls out of the rotation, you're playing Mikel Bridges and Austin Reeves at power forward. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm getting like PTSD with like Moses Moody power forward minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, but I, I disagree because I think if you start Halliburton offensively, it just makes so much more sense. Dude. Like he, sure. Maybe the, the, the issue is that Halliburton gets Ingram better looks. Maybe he sets him up at the rim better. Maybe he, he figures out how to just run the offense better instead of we're watching Brunson dribble, dribble, dribble. Again, like everybody knew this. I think most people that watch basketball knew this was going to be an issue. Yeah, it's it's exactly how you thought it would be. If I, <laughs> yeah. if I told you this was the lineup, it's kind of what you thought it would be, right? Yeah. And uh, they just might have too much talent. I like watching this uh, Team USA team so, so, so much. Uh, they just might have too much talent, honestly. If you're able to throw Halliburton and Reeves in the second unit and those guys are the two best players on the team outside of Ant Edwards, you're not going to lose much games. We've got another quote. And, and, and to your point on Halliburton, he goes, I think you just need to run some more sets for him, get him touches so he gets a feel for it. I think that'll help. But I also think it's based on the unit that's out there. Like yeah. sometimes with some guys, just helps change the scenery. Like that's a very polite way of saying if I was out there, I'd throw him the ball earlier, let him just get a little rhythm, get going. And that's not Brunson's game. Brunson's like an old school point guard, pound, pound, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's interesting they're playing both ways. It hasn't mattered to date, but in theory, the competition is going to get better, and in theory, it will matter at some point. I think it'll be interesting because they've got the best player in the tournament, Luca. Um, Slovenia does, so like that'll be that'll be a fun one. Canada doesn't have like Jamal Murray and stuff, but maybe their offense is better when they just have one lead guy, right? So, so we'll see. You you make an interesting point about like length. If if Ingram is not on the court and they substitute him out with like a Cam Johnson or, or something like that, and that maybe you're worse defensively. Um, but I just think you become so good, so 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 good offensively, or throwing Austin Reeves. But end of the day, I think the worst part of all of this is um, I think Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves might be an All Star man. I, I just it hurts my heart so. And my God, he's so good. He's so yeah. good. I thought he was going to make all-star just because he's good and he's going to get the Laker vote. He might make it just on pure merit. I don't love that. I mean, he, he he's taking a step. He looks better. He was good last year. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, uh, we'll leave it at that. The other interesting thing is, and this one was predictable, Steve Kerr playing Paulo Bancaro at five. This is one of those things where I feel like, do people watch the Warriors? Because that was the most predictable thing ever. And it's like, oh, they're using him to push the pace, kind of like they did with Draymond. I'm like, really? Like, it's been a decade of this type of basketball, and you're acting like they just reinvented themselves. Like, it was, it, just to be clear, it wasn't clear Paulo Bancaro would catch on to it and be able to do it that quickly like that's impressive but it was very clear Steve Kerr would want him to do that and would want to try to use a player like that you know a 6'10 is he is he a point guard it's kind of like a point forward point he definitely he's got definitely team. like a ball handler like he's a he's a point guard by by like mental you know, like thinking about it, like it was very clear Steve would want to use him like Draymond, you know? I didn't think, I didn't know he had the IQ. Not that I didn't think he had the IQ. I didn't know he had the IQ, uh, but he's got the feel. He's got a lot of basketball feel for a guy that to me always felt like just to score, but again, like, I don't want to call troops. But that's that's very cool that they're doing it. Defensively, we'll see if he holds up against some of these other guys, but he's massive. 
He's humongous. Yeah. He's humongous for like a 20-year-old kid. So for me, I, I never questioned the passing ability. I was just, I never knew, first off, do you want to do it? Because it's not fun. You know, like you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to take pride in being physical to want to do it, right? Like good example, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has the talent to do it, but he doesn't have the mentality to do it, right? To, Just, do, and to do anything. Well, that's a different, that's a different conversation, but yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, right. I didn't know if Paulo first pick off of a rookie of the year campaign was ready to get his Draymond Green on. And he is. He clearly is. He's he's willing to go with it. Like I, I think it's the correct way to use him. And I wonder if this entire situation sets him up to like progress faster through the NBA than uh. if he just played in Orlando. Like now he's kind of tasted success. And now I wonder if he's going to come away with it being like, this works. This is we can win like this. So I'm going to play like this. Whereas you know how it goes for guys that talented. If he doesn't play in a good system, he doesn't play on a good team, he can buy into bad habits, and then six years goes by and he's Ben Simmons. I think you make a point, we could even loop this back to Ingram, that Ben Carroll, he's probably got more of a uh, winner's mindset to be able to sacrifice and do something that's different, even at that age. I mean, like that's pretty advanced to be able to want to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. look how long it took Anthony Davidson to, to figure out that, hey, you should probably play the five if you want to be... The, the best defensive player in the world, which, you know, right now he, he probably is. Um, I like that quote, by the way, from William Mitchell. Andy gets a ring and the Giants get an ace. I'm telling you, Sam, we're going to talk about Kyle Harrison, Lefty Linscombe in a couple minutes. But back, but back to back to Ben Carroll, <laughs> I, I think that's what maybe we're not seeing from Ingram. And again, I don't know how much you can blame Ingram because he's always played on a bad team. They've never been really able to win. But Ingram's never been he, – he's never had to really create winning traits. And I think you can kind of see it. Um, you're sure. never going to win with Ingram as the number one guy, but I think in his career, they've been successful and he's been successful playing how he's played. So that's why that's how he's going to play. And, and I think with Ben Carroll, maybe it's like, damn, is he going to be good enough to be like a super, like a, like a four, like a stretch five type of type of thing. Like you're saying like Draymond, and is he going to figure things out defensively at the five? Cause if they do, Orlando might be fun. Really Dude. fun for the next 10 years, five years, whatever. Dude, like, okay. So, like, yeah, Paulo with the winner's mindset, Franz Wagner gets it already. Already, already, yep. And then I know you haven't watched him, but Anthony Black was the guy I was I had, like, a fucking crush on through the whole draft process. You know that. Just Halliburton, Livingston, traits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have any shooting anywhere on the court. Maybe they could pick up Tony Lamb. But, Jesus. It's just, you know, it's like those are all dudes who are winning players who you and I would like, who I think the Warriors would like. And they might be number one on my league pass list this year. They definitely feel like they're trending now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll figure that out when we get closer to it. But they're they're trending very highly on the Samus Fandiari league pass right now. I think throw them in the top three. I think you got to put San Antonio up there. You got to put OKC up there and then throw throw the magic up there. I think that, that I'm, makes skept- sense. I'm skeptical on the Spurs. Just, just, just off the kid. Just off the one kid. You want to watch him play, I think. No? I just, I don't trust Pop. I think they're going to do some weird load management uh, stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're probably right. Now you've got me annoyed. Whatever, I'll still, I'll still watch every game. I still watch every Spurs game. What else are we I'm gonna just, do, Sam? 
We're old. I'm being I'm being very cynical <laughs> about him. That's all. That's all. It's coming out right now. This is this is just pure cynicism. Mm. The Magic have been not fun for a long time. So you're right. You throw Franz. You throw Paolo. Like they looked saying, a little, they looked a little fun last year, but you're right. This feels like the uh, the coming out party. The, the hipster the hipsters are going to be in on on the Magic. I'm going to be posting pictures of myself with an IPA at 4:30, watching Magic Atlanta Hawks. I'll be uh, I'll be texting our friend Grant, being like, "Can you get a guy who can defend?" What, what up, man? You know, uh, I think I'd rather be the Hawk. I I think I'd rather be the Magic than the Hawks. That's for damn sure. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Speaking of guys <laughs> with no winning mentality. By the way, I, what are your thoughts on like Trey Young? Like, I feel like players have come out to bat for Trey Young as they go through FIBA. Like, what, what is players, players love to say they like Trey in August. And then the season comes out and... And like 18 reporters are reporting, you know, I, 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 he's too old for me. He's too old. I need to see it before I buy. He's a changed person. How many summers have I bought? This is going to be the year Trey grows up. We can go, we can pull tapes. We've done 4,000 pods. <laughs> I know I've said it at least five times at some point. Someone's going to throw it on the timeline. Be like, you said you like Trey. I'm like, I don't know. I threw it out there as a, Maybe I was cautiously optimistic in March of 2022. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't buy him. I don't. It's like, uh, I'll back this up. Why do you think he's on Team USA? He's not. Why do you think he's not? Why do I think he's not? Yes. Um, I, I think they know that the players don't like playing with him, is, is my guess. I think that's probably part of it. And I also think... Does he seem like a guy who Steve Kerr would want if he's trying to win games? Definitely true. Definitely true. He's not closing. So fair or not, I need to I need to see him prove it. You know? I don't think that's actually I take it back. I don't think it's unfair for me to say I think you kind of just chase stats. Just prove you're a winning player. Yeah, I, look, I'm not a Trey guy. I, I just, you know, there's a lot of production there. He has won games. You know, they've gone deep in the playoffs a couple of times. Absurdly talented. Like, talent's uh, he, not the question here. Yeah. I, I, You know, there's the shoe. I'm not a shoe guy, but, you know, people have mentioned the shoe stuff that, that maybe he's not part of it. You know, there's that in there. I just generally think that 
I wouldn't want him. You know how I feel about Halliburton. I think he's by far their best, best, their best point guard. But I just—is it that fun if you're Anthony Edwards playing with with Trey Young? Is it that fun if you're um, any of these guys playing with Trey Young? Even Ingram, we talked about him. So I—I I don't know. I just I, look. I don't, I don't know. And then Steve Kerr probably has to start him off seniority. You're not bringing Trey Young off the bench. A lot of pedigree there, right? So. I don't know. The, the, the team USA is already getting kind of messy with the political stuff. Like Ingram and Brunson probably shouldn't be playing as much, but Trey Young throws a bigger loop into that. Um, it's fascinating. Do you think Team USA? Do you think they're still the favorites? Do you think they're the best team yes. in the field yes. by far? Okay. Yeah. But I do. When the competition gets tougher, it's it's going to be interesting. I think they're being closer games. That's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. Well, they've got the guy that'll take the big shots. I think is good. They, they've got the guy. They've got Anthony Edwards. So I think that that's they don't have to like sort out who's going to be the man down the stretch. No, it's very clearly going to be the uh, very clearly going to be Ant. So we'll see. You know, we got to talk about it. We called it out on the last pod. We said if you're listening to this, we don't even know Trey probably get traded. Mm. Of course he did. So the Warriors take James Wiseman. He's supposed to be the future. Traded within three years. The 49ers take Trey Lance four months, five five months, right after that next draft. Same thing happens. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, man, just no more top three picks. Don't don't, don't, don't forget the Giants one. Don't, Don't forget the Giants one. Yeah, Joey Bart, it's a little different, but, you know, same thing. He's done. He hasn't he hasn't been traded, but he will be. He's never getting his job back. <laughs> Patrick Bailey came up and he's like this is mine. It's over. Yeah. It's it feels honestly in his case it feels like the Trey Lance thing where it's like yeah. uh yep. Yep. Brock yep. came in and it's like no, this guy's better and now he's in limbo and that sort of thing. Yep. Baseball is a little different with top prospects. They fail a little more. It's not as but yes, to your point. Kind of wild, right? It's kind of wild that they go three top three picks each one is like the next era and we got looney <laughs> so so the so the three guys that took their spots are kevon looney that or kept his spot in kevon looney's case which is uh, like a like a blue collar dog type of player sure. you got you got brock purdy that's like a like a seventh round underrated, like they'll make a movie about him if he ends up being good, right? Type of player, right? Pot- like, potentially a loony. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like he's probably not going to be a superstar, but goddamn, he's got like I like Brock. You know, I give I give Kyle a lot of shit and stuff like that, but Brock and who? So it looks like he's going to be the starter as long as he's healthy. And then and then you've got Patrick Bailey, who looks like he's a star. Like he's not going to be a Buster Posey, but he's at least a defensive or top two defensive player catcher in the in 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 baseball. So. It feels like all these three guys, like not only would they, they fail to be good at the sport, the guy that took their place, like is it wasn't these heralded guys. Like they didn't none of these guys got beat out by sure. another top five pick, right? Like that's the craziest part. They just yes. weren't good enough. Yeah, it's not like the Warriors traded for Anthony Davis and it's like, well, sorry, James. Right. You know, we got we we got this guy. Then it's like, no, Aaron Rogers just, or something yeah, like exa- that. Exactly, right? exactly. That that sort of thing. Like and, and and they tried. That's the funniest thing. You know the Warriors were like casually shopping to see if they could get a an Embiid or you know like an impact guy. And like we know the Niners, but it's another podcast to discuss their misevaluation of quarterbacks. But um, 
you know, at, at some point, at some point, they were looking at like the Aaron Rodgers and you know that sort of thing, and it just didn't happen. And they all got beat out in the weirdest way. And you know, our friend Ethan Strauss wrote an article on this. He was kind enough to reference the two of us in it, and I just want to share part of it because I thought it was interesting. He goes, you know, it's what it comes down to. You have an opportunity. And you'd be rewarded if you come through in that opportunity. And that's the fair part. You also might not get opportunities to show that you can succeed. That's the unfair part. But succeeding when life is unfair, as Tim, shout out front of the show, Tim Kawakami, loves to say, is what the money is for. I, I feel like that's kind of my takeaway with these guys. The rest of the way, like, did Trey get enough opportunities? Probably not. Did Wiseman get enough opportunities? Probably not. Like, let's be honest about it. Wiseman needed 200 games for us to figure out if he could play. And Trey certainly needed more than four games to figure out if he could play. But you're on a team that's good and someone else just steals the opportunity from you. It's life. It's just how it goes. You know, it's just kind of how it goes. It's fair. It's unfair. I you know. think that I think that's a good I think that's a good point. I I didn't agree entirely with the article just because sure. I think I think the Niners get less of a leeway. But he's right though. If you're good enough, you're good enough, man. You're gonna be able to play. Like straight up, if Trey was good enough, he's good enough. He's gonna be able to play. But you can argue that maybe they should have given him more leeway to to play. But end of the day, Brock is better. Brock is better. The argument for me was always like. You can't tell me Trey Lance worse than Darnold, but you could certainly. I think everyone knows that Darnold's better. Uh, Brock is better than Trey. So, yeah, it, it, it's it, it is how sports is. Like that's what Wally Pip. That's what the name came from way before our time. Is like yeah. this stuff just stuff just happens. Uh, it, it, it gets me to thinking because we were talking about this earlier today. It's like which one is worse? Almost like which one of these three picks is worse? I think Joey Bart's probably the third easily. Sure. Um, but uh, man, you're talking about Wiseman. That's a championship team. Uh, did they cost themselves a championship? And then you're talking about uh, in the salary cap GP two. We, we obviously all the Warriors fans that listen to this, hardcore fans know. And then, but the Trey one is also insane too because you've got guys that you could have had, Hall of Fame quarterbacks that you could have had, should have had. Maybe you use that pick and get Micah Parsons. Imagine Bosa and Parsons together on the same team, stuff like that. And you're just you're just like, man, which pick is worse? I don't know. I, I would argue Niners because the Warriors got a championship, but I mean that's about the, as reductive as I could get, right? The real answer is it's too early to to say, and that's a lame answer. Oh, so man. i I don't think you can argue anything other than the Niners was worse right now, even though I think the Warriors made worse fuck ups. Like they won a title, the Niners haven't won a title. The Warriors have proven to you if you put a certain team around Steph Curry, no one can beat it. And so in 2021, let's throw that as a mulligan with injury to Clay and that sort of thing. But in 23, they could have moved off of the kid to add help to the roster. And they decided they wanted to see if they could do it all. And the year will be defined by the Draymond Punch and Jordan Poole and all this other stuff. And that's all cover for the fact that they had their fourth or fifth highest salary player not playing on the team. And they weren't fully committed. And they told us it the whole way through. Remember Joe Lacob taking a victory laps on 
trust we're, we're right we're gonna win and develop yeah. yeah all that sort of stuff so it, it's not as if they just got away with it because steph went nuclear Correct. in boston Correct. it's that simple it's that simple with that said he did do that and right you know debo or kittle haven't done the equivalent of it in a super bowl just yet so because you can't be steph right it, it's like and that goes back to the problem is you can't be steph when you're Kittle, you're just a tight end, right? You're just a left tackle. Trent Williams, as great as you are. Nick Bosa, you're just a DN if the Niners had, you know, a quarterback. And that goes back to, like, the problem sure. is that if they – all they need is that quarterback. And, and you know, maybe they win one well, of these I mean, times. So, you know, it's just – Who's to say it, who's to say it wouldn't have happened if Brock didn't have his elbow fucking sure. destroyed last game? Sure. But, like, it, sure. It, sure. to your point, it's all excuses. Until until it gets done, that's all excuses. It, it, it's crazy too, right? Because you know we talk about the championship window of the Niners, uh, and I and I think it's probably coming to a close faster than people realize. I think you because that's just how football works. Yeah. Um, but the the Warriors have had a way bigger, way bigger window. So you could argue like maybe maybe they lost a chance to. You brought this up. They they didn't really go all in after a championship, right? Like they didn't really even in twenty twenty one. Sure, it might be a mulligan, but they didn't believe that they were going to win. They, they certainly didn't even try after Clay was down. They they talked about how they didn't believe in Steph. So like you can argue some of those things and. Uh, Man, these are two of the biggest screw-ups. <laughs> and we're still watching great teams. The Warriors, all-time great team. And the Niners are a very, very good to great team we're watching. They're right there. Like, they're they right should, there. They should. The offense looks phenomenal, by the way. That This this might be an elite offense. I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm in right. again. You see me? You see me? Do you see me? I'm locked back in again. I like, need to see them play games because they really should get over the hump. But, you know, they're running the risk of being basically the the Harbaugh time two, right? Like we're just like very close. Like, and that's the, the Warriors never have to worry about that because they got four, you yeah. know, like it's pretty yeah. simple. And that's, that's where like the fun comes, the exhilaration, but it's, you know, ultimately the Warriors are going to be able to get away with shit because they got four. That's it. You know, like, what's Clay tell us every time Devin Booker cooks him? And, and you know what, like it's annoying in the moment, but like the next day I'm like, yeah, he's right. And and the Niners don't need four. Kyle just needs one. That's it. Kyle just needs one. And uh, he can tell us all to fuck off. He can, he can tell us all. I traded three picks for Trey Lance and I didn't develop it. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He's super winning coach. It doesn't matter. That's the thing. He's gonna let people if they if they lose in the championship this game, oh. what are people gonna talk about? Oh boy, man, could have had Kyle Pitts, could have had Micah Parsons. Could like would if you didn't make that trade, would those players have made the you know? And it's like I ain't thought about that one. Yeah, it's it's like whereas you know, I can make the same point about Wiseman, but all people are gonna say is like, yeah, but they still won. And with Wiseman, it is pretty clear he's bad too. Don't forget that. <laughs> I mean, pretty clear. But, but you know what clear. I'm saying? It's like <laughs> right, you, right, you right. can. I can make all the same points that they needlessly made poor personnel decisions to make their odds worse. And people just come back to me and say, "Yeah, but set the goat." You know, yeah. like yeah, but, but they want anyway. It doesn't matter. You know that sort of thing. And 
can't can't fight that debate because ultimately all that matters is the win or the loss, right? Yes. That's all yes. that matters. That, that is, that is, that is. And all that matters is the championship. I mean, you're gonna win it, or you're gonna. That's all that matters. And uh, you can put tw- you put 15 Brad Wanamakers around him. If they win, it's fine. But that's that's and that goes back to what the Niners are missing. They don't have the Steph. They have like a goat at a player type of position guy. Like you can argue sure. that Kittle's right there with Kelsey. Maybe you can argue Debo is. Is an elite Christian McCaffrey? My God, we haven't talked about him. He's the best running back in the league. Uh, he might Trent be the best Williams. player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Best DN defensive player of the year. Like all these dudes, but none of them is the quarterback. And, and so the Niners don't get that extra, uh, extra margin of error that the Warriors do because the Warriors 99% of the time can just say, We have the best player on the court. The Niners rarely ever say that. They can rarely ever say that because. All of a sudden, it's Jalen Hurts going crazy on you, or, or in this case, you know, guys get hurt. But, um, you know, Tom Brady, mate, he thinks so. Hey, that one was so painful, man. It's just like, it's just, I don't even know if the Niners would have won that game. I, that Eagles team was unbelievable, but come on. That was the most annoying game I ever watched because it was over in the first quarter. And I'm like, come on, man. I don't even know if they would have won, to your point. But to just, and you heard the Niner players talk about it, and absolutely no one wanted to hear McCaffrey and Kittle talk about how they feel like they um, they didn't get a fair, you know, like a shot at it. But kind of true. I mean, it's just factual. It's like, just what, facts. What, what, it is what, what it is. What do you, you're playing a running back and quarterback in the second quarter. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it's just – anyway, I think we should end it on that. Anyway, back. That was fun. Appreciate you, brother. Congratulations. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.